When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Tom, and I'm a Gen X grown-up, and I support Gen X grown-up on Patreon. And you should, too. Go to patreon.com slash Up. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up Podcast listener to this backtrack edition of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. I'm John. Joining me as always is George. Hey, how's it going, guys? And of course, Mo is here. Yeah, hey, everybody. You know, the right soundtrack has the power to make a good movie great or make a great movie awesome. In this backtrack, we're running down our top 10 favorite motion picture soundtracks from films of the 1980s, our most beloved of all decades. And some of the best films, frankly, out of mm-hmm. that generation. Yeah. Before we get into that top 10 list, though, it is time real quickly for some fourth listener email. Our fourth listener this time around is Mike C., who wrote us actually several weeks back. He just finally made it in the hopper. Uh, and he said, hey there, guys. Fourth listener here. I love the show. Like the beginning. All right. That's all you had to say. You're yeah. on the show. No, you got your own list. That's it. <laughs> yep. Yep. He goes on to say, I was born in 68. We Gen Xers had the last of the great childhoods in history. Mm. Amen. Mm. Yeah. Again, you're talking to the right people. Yeah. <laughs> he goes on to say, I drive a road grader for the county. The pay sucks, but the benefits are good. Before okay. that, I worked with my dad in the screen printing business, and I've been printing shirts a long time, almost 30 years now. Oh, I, I think we just found a new Gen X grown up vendor. A t-shirt supplier. <laughs> yeah. Right? Get with us, Mike C. We need to get some shirts printed up. That's right. Mike C, hit us up. I'll respond back. We'll work out some deals. He went on his email to talk about uh, when he's working on his screen printing business. He says, my middle daughter is 18 and she and I have conversations that in general leave anybody listening laughing like idiots and for a long time now I've been considering doing a podcast I want to explore the differences between us because I know we really aren't that different but they've had an entirely different world they grew up in yeah good point we really saw a slice of that when we did the the horror debates where you know you had Mm -hmm. your daughter on and I had my daughter on you know just how you grew up and what you thought of you know media and games and that kind of thing very different that would be a cool show to hear Uh, he says for example, if I go to GameStop, I said I wanted a classic controller. He gave me this thing with a ton of buttons, and I said, no, black joystick, red button. That's what I need. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We've adapted a little to up, up, upscale controllers, but like on the VCS, as questionable as the VCS is, that classic controller is mm-hmm. awesome. You know, I was talking about that Marvel Guardians of the Galaxy in the last episode. My left hand was hurting tremendously from using that <laughs> Xbox controller. I would have given anything for an Atari VCS one stick, one button controller. Boop. Boop. Yeah. The graphics aren't as good, but it sure is easier on the wrist. That's for yeah. Sure. <laughs> 
<laughs> Mike, if you ever get that show up and off the road, we talked a little bit offline via email. Uh, I invited more to Discord to join us. If you get that off the ground, I would love to hear the discussions between you Absolutely. and your 18 year old daughter. Yeah. That'd be cool to hear. Uh, he wraps it up by saying, appreciate the show, Mike C. Awesome. Thank you, Mike. Very nice. We appreciate your writing in. We love it anytime the fourth listener writes in. Take the time out of your day to do so. It's easy. Just hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. We read every single one. And most of them, like Mike C's, eventually make it to the show. All right. Now, with that good business behind us, it is time to get into our top 10 1980s <laughs> movie soundtracks right after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Be sure to subscribe to or follow Gen X Grown Up wherever you listen. And while you're there, rate and review the show too. It helps more than you know. Gold is an outstanding three-record collection of 33 original hits by the original artists. Mellow Gold is a must for your record collection. Three-record set, only $8.98. Two stereo, eight-track or cassette tapes, only $10.98. Here's how to order. To order COD, call 313-939-3170. Operators on duty now. Or save the $2 COD charge by sending check or money order to Mellow Gold, Box 466, Southfield, Michigan. That's Mellow Gold, Box 466, Southfield, Michigan. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Oh, sorry. 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 <laughs> Is this the game segment? <laughs> yeah. wrong, wrong segment, wrong intro. Uh, so, no, we are talking all about soundtracks from 80s films. And mm -hmm. when we often do these combined top 10 lists, we have a set of rules that we follow and we strictly adhere to. So I'm here now to explain those rules for anybody who hasn't heard them in the past. No matter how many fights they create, we stick, <laughs> right. we, we stick by the rules. Yes, we do. That's right. So I compile a list for us of a whole bunch of different topics. In this case, it's 80s movie soundtracks. Once I have that list combined, I have a spreadsheet. Everybody knows I love of spreadsheets and on that <laughs> spreadsheet we are each allocated 60 points to spend in whatever fashion we want we can put 10 points over there one point over here in this particular one i also wanted to make sure that we at least voted on 10 different items on the list mm -hmm. so i made sure that that was one of the new rules we added you must vote on at least 10 separate individual <laughs> items you can't front load and put 60 points on one thing <laughs> i'm done with it yep. the other rule is is that in order for the soundtrack, in this case, to make the list, all three Gen X grown-up people have to give it at least one point in order for it to make the yep. combined mm -hmm. list because it's our list. It's not just John and Moe's list or just George's list or just George and Moe's list or whatever mm -hmm. combinations you want to derive thereof. It's our list. So all three of yeah. us have to agree yeah. that an item belongs on the list in some fashion. With that said, John, I mm -hmm. would love for you to get into the top 10 with the number 10 pick and do not forget to tell us how many points each one of us gave us. Oh, happily. Yeah. So our <laughs> number 10 pick, this is one that in hindsight, I'm, I, I fought for it to make the list, but I'm not convinced it's the 
best soundtrack, which is why it's toward the bottom, number 10. Mm -hmm. So this is the Back to the Future soundtrack, the original from 1985. Right. I awarded this three points. Mo gave this three points. And George checked in with a single point. He also mm -hmm. agreed that it barely belonged on the list. <laughs> and, you know, so the reason this made the list, or I should say why it didn't make the list higher, Back to the Future, amazing, iconic yes. 80s Great film. film. Yes. Fantastic. We just talked about the DeLorean. We did a backtrack about cars from films in the 80s. It's not a hit song kind of soundtrack. Their soundtrack is more background music and dramatic music and the kind of the, the orchestral stuff. It does have two fantastic yeah. hit songs by Huey Lewis and the News, of course. It has uh, Back in Time mm -hmm. and The Power of Love, probably the yeah, biggest yeah. hit off of that soundtrack. little bit of juice off of Johnny B. Good being on there, but it's kind of not really, yeah. it's just, it was featured in the movie, so they put the whole song on the soundtrack. Uh, but I mean, I think Back to the Future, because of its pedigree, deserves to be on our list at number 10. At least we were to convince George to give us at least one point to make the <laughs> list, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I agreed that it deserved to be on the list. That's why I gave it the one point. I was saving my points for something that'll be a little bit further up the list as we'll get to it um, later mm -hmm. on in the podcast, but I think you're right, John. Two Huey Lewis songs. I'm a big Huey Lewis fan. That's really the only thing I can remember along with the Johnny B. Good song. And yep. the Johnny B. Good song, it's associated with that one iconic scene that gets relived in the second film. Yep. Uh, the soundtrack itself overall, yeah. yeah. Other than yeah, three right. songs, I wouldn't have wanted That's to fair. pay KTEL's 1995 <laughs> for it. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, two records or three compact discs. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's worthwhile. I mean, so Mo, you put some points on it. You feel the same way about it? Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's good, but not. It, it was. It was just like it was such a good movie. I had to give points, kind of thing. You know, it's, yeah, it's it, fair. And they said there were a few songs on it that I thought were pretty good. I think the Hughes Lewis songs, like you said, were huge or so good so they deserve it. i said i'm not unhappy with where it landed i'm happy it made the list yeah fair enough all right so that's our number 10 back to the future george why don't you move us along into number nine number nine from 1987 dirty dancing a film rife with mm -hmm. music nobody puts baby in the corner yeah <laughs> right nobody puts baby in the corner they do put her in the number nine slot in this podcast it's <laughs> <laughs> just off the corner that's not just quite off the, the corner, corner right yeah <laughs> John gave this five points, a solid effort, mm -hmm. but obviously not one of his top picks. Mo gave it two points, which was very kind of him. I also <laughs> gave it five points because this film happens to be my mother's favorite film of all okay. time. I've given her the pop vinyls, which were not cheap, of those two characters. <laughs> <laughs> the soundtrack itself, it's all classic 50s, 60s music. Mm -hmm. And it's good, but it's the reason why I thought this deserved to be on the list is because it's one of those where the soundtrack and the dirty dancing, as the title of the movie implies, really mm -hmm. kind of drove the story forward. I'm not saying any of the songs were super awesome. I'm just saying that they were pivotal to this particular film. Well, I, I would even debate that the songs were not pivotal to the film. I mean, I look back and like I've had a time of my life is on there and mm -hmm. Be My Baby and Hungry Eyes. That was a huge yeah. hit coming off of this. It was, That's true. Was that Eric Carmen, I guess? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. And Eric then there's several, several others, you know, Still of the Night and some other songs on there. But I thought it really deserved, it, it might have 
I, I think we might have, when we debated, said it might have been a little higher, but I was comfortable with it. At least it made the list yeah. because Dirty Dancing, again, like Back to the Future, such a good film and a great soundtrack made it even a better film in my eyes. Yeah, it's one of those that maybe it could have made it higher, but we have so many other films on this yeah. list. They can't all be in the top three. They can't all be in the top three. <laughs> exactly. So I, I think number nine is fair. I, mm-hmm. I could have seen it at maybe number seven at the top, but mm. that's pushing it, I think. So number nine feels safe to me. Mo, what do you think is right for the number eight pick on our list? Well, what came in at number eight was Footloose, 1984. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah. Um, That's, that, that's all about music. That's yeah, exactly. Cool. Wow. So here's the point breakdown. So, John, you gave it five. I gave it seven. And George mm-hmm. begrudgingly gave it one. So, <laughs> <laughs> again, sandbagging points for later yeah, in the list. Yeah, yep. But that's okay. My thing for why this should be on this list was, one, there weren't like a huge number of songs, but they did have three songs that came out that were pretty good hits off this. It had a Kenny Loggins song, which automatically should get on the list. I think by law, you have to have a Kenny Loggins yeah, song on so, an 80s right? soundtrack. Right. Kenny Loggins. 1980s film has to have Kenny Loggins involved in it somewhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And also, the reason why I thought this was on the list, and I'm not uncomfortable with it being eighth, is that it has songs that were very contemporary for the 80s, right? Mm. A lot of the music, like Dirty Dancing had some 50s songs in it, and you know, even Back to the Future had like some throwback music. Where Footloose, all the songs were new songs, basically, at the time. Yeah, it's a good point, Mo. I mean, the songs were all contemporary at the time. And, of course, it's one of the most popular songs of movie cinema history, Footloose. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, the, mm-hmm. the title track. It's so much so that they even tried to do that horrible remake a few oh, years ago. Let's have a talk Did about they that. really? Oh, I yes. totally missed that. Or maybe I blocked it from my memory. Are you no, serious? You definitely deserve to miss it. Yeah, it just, was just don't bother. Oh. Don't bother. Okay, yeah. so don't seek it out. I don't know. Yeah. Why would they do that? I don't no. know. Oh. <laughs> I mean, the first movie... Anyway, anyway, yeah, I agree. I mean, you can't <laughs> talk about the movie because that's not what this top ten is about, but that movie and that song are synonymous with each other so i'm fine with this being number eight it doesn't need to be higher but they go together so well mm-hmm. yeah well and the other big hit off of there that maybe was for me as good as or maybe maybe better than footloose was let's hear it for the boy oh yeah that was a track off of there that was making i don't know where it hit on the top 40 list we didn't do that kind of research but it's it's you heard it all of the time both of those when that film was out and for a long time after it's not like it was only out to promote the film that was a mm-hmm. solid song off that soundtrack oh, it was yeah. a good song it had a life of its own absolutely yeah. all right that will get us started. We've got our first three picks, 10, 9, 8. We get back from the break. We're moving on into number seven. Stick around. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to Gen X Grown Up. But if you have a friend who's not yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. Greatest hits. Mamma mia, here I go again. Fifteen unforgettable tracks on one great album. So when you hear me, darling, can't you hear me? 
including their very latest chart buster, Fernando. From Waterloo to Fernando, ABBA's greatest hits out now. So coming in at number seven, and this is probably my biggest one I have an issue with, because I think this one should be higher. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> this one in particular. Uh, anyway, so let me just get into it. it is, <laughs> oh, oh, he's not going to let if it go. If you're not sure what Mo is talking about, all you have to do is become a Patreon member, <laughs> and you'll get to hear the argument. You'll hear his debate. frustration. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy it got on the list. I'm happy about that. The movie is The Big Chill, 1983. Okay. I gave it 10 points because I really like this movie. John gave it three and George begrudgingly again gave it one. <laughs> it's becoming a theme. Yeah. He's just barely giving out points. Here's your one point. <laughs> and, and to me, I think it's coming at number seven. I'm okay with it being there, but it should have been higher because... Every single song on this mm. is a great song. Mm. Every, every single <laughs> song groaning. on this one is a great song. I mean, come on. I mean, you got Smokey Robinson, Three Dogs. I mean, it's all Motown, all, I mean, just amazing music. Aretha Franklin. And plus the fact that the music so fit into the theme of the movie as well. It was a great compliment to the movie. I'm okay with it being seven, but I'm, I'm hoping some of our fourth listeners will write in and back me up on this. That it should have been higher. <laughs> you want them to be angry with you. Yeah, okay. You know, you championed this one. This, yeah. We had not put any points on this when we started our discussion. And because I'm not a huge fan of the Big Chill, I'm sorry, I saw it once way back yeah. in the day. I didn't think about the soundtrack. So in prepping for the show, I went back and listened to, you know, I'll say, hey, you know, Spotify played me the soundtrack of uh, Big Chill. And I'm starting to come around to you. This is the kind of thing, this is like a like a Pulp Fiction soundtrack. It's like, it's not contemporary music, but they took all these great songs, you know, the Wider Shade of Pale mm -hmm. and you know, what's going on. Marvin Gaye is in there. Bad Moon Rising by CCR, which is, that's a big part. I mean, yeah. so many though, it must be a 20 or so songs on there. And probably half of them are songs that I would voluntarily listen to and not skip if they came up in rotation. So I'm coming away round to your way of thinking a little bit. It probably deserved <laughs> maybe a little bit more. Okay, I'll take it. So I, I gave it a little whinge when Mo said every single song. I'm looking mm -hmm. only at the Spotify list that John uh, linked for us so that we could do our research. And mm -hmm. while I, I love Three Dog Night, Joy to the World, Tracks of My Tears, Smokey Robinson, My Girl, The Temptations, there are some songs that I've never heard or yeah. don't Fair recognize. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. And yep. I say, shoot, that, that Spotify list is not the original soundtrack songs. There weren't that many. Okay. Because I was going to say, when you said every song on the soundtrack, I'm looking at this list. I'm like, nope. Don't like that song. Never heard of that song. So, okay. Maybe if I see the list, and I apologize to the listeners for not doing the research properly, but <laughs> I didn't ever see the movie, so it's hard for me to that's associate yeah. emotion with the soundtrack. I think that's one of the things that makes these lists great, because I had no clue that it had great songs on it, would have never had had Mo not fought so hard for it to be on the list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, okay. Well, it, it did make it. Yes, so it did. Good for the big chill, and again, <laughs> I'm coming around. It's some pretty darn good music on there. Okay. So, decent so that's pick. number seven. So what's number six, John? <laughs> wow, he sounds so defeated. <laughs> He's done with the rest it of the list. Yeah, the list. Let's just do the rest of them now. Let's okay. Go. <laughs> All right. This is one that I had to fight for, and I think I came around to convincing people to put some points. I even convinced George to put points on 
on it more than one point. Yeah. So what the hell? That's the new gold standard. That's now. the goal. If yeah. George puts more than one point on it, you've won your argument. You've really swayed him. Yeah. <laughs> so we're talking about the number six spot we chose was Stand By Me from 1986. This is the film adaptation of the Stephen King short story about finding a body. Yep. Uh, so the point layout, again, I was a champion of this. I put 11 points on it. George put three points on it. Very yeah. generous of you with your track record of one-point gimmies. Wow, now i got a track record. Well, you kind of do. My goodness. And then, well, and then Mo George me with his one point. Yeah. So that's... Uh, <laughs> I did George you on this one. <laughs> we'll get to we'll get around to why Mo disrespected Stand By Me. But first, this I love this film. So... I know we're not talking about the film per se, but it's such a great slice of what it is. Even though it's talking about growing up in the 50s, it was like my childhood growing up in the 80s, you know, wandering in the woods and doing stuff. And so I have a warm spot for it. And the songs in it, again, not contemporary, all stuff, you know, Lollipop and Yakety Yak, a Great Balls of Fire. And of course, Stand By Me from Benny mm-hmm. King. They're older songs, but they're timeless songs. And this is not a, you know, orchestral soundtrack. This film was, from nose to tail, was packed with these great kind of like late 50s, early 60s hits. And so I fought for to make it higher in the list. So I made it about halfway up, which I'm pretty happy with. Uh, so I, I want to hear what George thinks about it. But first, Mo, what's up with disrespecting my thing was just one point. Come on. Okay. okay. So first off, Stand By Me, amazing movie. Okay. Love the movie. And I like the soundtrack. I did like the soundtrack. The thing that got me is like a lot of pop 50s songs, which you will not hear anywhere except like on these soundtracks, I don't think. Like they won't mm. come up again. Yeah. And so if you ask for them. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go problem solved so I mean like some of like I mean there are cute songs like you know Lollipop and Yakky Yak which are cute songs but it just didn't hit me as hard I guess as some of the other soundtracks alright that's most shitty opinion George yes, what's mine all right, so for me, this is the opposite of The Big Chill. This is a movie that I grew up loving. I enjoyed every single moment of this film, all the actors, the directing, Stephen King, you know, original story. Mm-hmm. Love Stand By Me. I think that I am conflating my love of the movie a little bit with the soundtrack where I did the opposite of The Big Chill. Never saw The Big Chill, don't care about The Big <laughs> Chill. So I didn't really care about the soundtrack, although I admit now, tons of great songs on that soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Stand By Me, probably of any of the films that I wouldn't give a lot of points to, this one is one I remember those songs that you mentioned, John, more than some of the others. So the Lollipop mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Stand By Me, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great Balls of Fire. I remember those in the movie itself. Agreed. They're connected to the scenes, aren't they? Yes. Yes. Oh, yes, they are. Absolutely. And I think that that's why I'm willing to give it a few more points than I did on some of the other ones. I don't know if it's the best soundtrack of all time or just mediocre. I'm not going to go one way or the other on that. I love the songs in the movie. I love the songs that they chose, which I think is a big part of what makes a good movie soundtrack a good Mm -hmm. movie soundtrack. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I thought they were all appropriate to the story that was being told. Agree. Yeah. 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 You're right. And like I said, I just didn't think it was that higher, but they really, I mean, I kind of ragged on, oh, they picked pop songs that weren't that amazing. But if you were a young kid in the 50s, that's what you listen to. So it totally yeah. fit the story and it fit it does. Yeah. everything yeah. in it. So it for me. again, yeah. So I'm not arguing that point at all. I just think as far as soundtracks, eh, a little. All right. I, I just <laughs> didn't plead my case hard enough for Mo. It, it swayed George. <laughs> not so much Mo. That's cool. I'm happy with where it landed, though. All right. So we're almost at the halfway point. George, why don't you share with us what the pick was for number? 
number five. Absolutely. 1984, Eddie Murphy, whatever his laugh is. Beverly Hills Cop, his breakout film, really, after Trading Places. This was a star for him. John gave this three little points. Uh, okay. Mo gave it seven, the top of all of us. Yeah. I gave it six. This is a great soundtrack. To Mo's point, this is contemporary music at its finest mm-hmm. in 1984. You've got songs like New Attitude from Patti LaBelle. Mm-hmm. Yes. You've got stuff like Neutron Dance from the Pointer Sisters. The Heat Is On mm. from oh, Glenn yeah. Fry, one of my favorite singers of all oh, time. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, even Patti LaBelle did a second song, Stir It Up, which was really fun. The Axel F theme. Now that is like as soon as i hear beverly hills cop i'm thinking that instrumental right yep. that oh, was the man. first instrumental i ever learned how to play on my commodore 64 with the little piano <laughs> you know, right, thing. yeah it wasn't tough to play right and it was fun to play because you're like hey i'm doing the song right in my defense i only gave it a couple of points because i had to work so hard to make up for mo's disrespect of stand by me that's why i had to shift those around so yeah but i agree beverly hills cop and that's another one where the songs you can see connected to the scenes and you hear that Axel F theme and I just see Axel Foley you know snooping around and doing the stuff that he mm-hmm. did in the film you know that's his walking music it's like his entrance music it's definitely every connected. song on that soundtrack makes me feel like I'm in 1980s California and that's the whole mm. point yeah. of the soundtrack yeah. for that yeah, film right. I would think that's what it's for yeah. yeah absolutely one I love the movie it was really hilarious I don't know I haven't watched it recently I don't know if it stand up but it's still good <laughs> is it okay but, yeah. but my memories of it is being really awesome and every song that came off it, I remember hearing them on the radio. They were, I mean, they were being played everywhere outside the movie. So that's the reason why I think it lands on five, and I'm very happy with that. I, I would say most of the songs from the soundtrack definitely hit the Billboard Hot 100, if not the top 40. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would take that bet. That sounds like pretty good odds. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're that good. All right, we have made it past the halfway point, but stick around when we get back. We are going through the top half of our top 10 list. Stick around. Hit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Ride on! Each episode of Gen X Grown Up has show notes loaded with links where you can learn more about our topics. And there's even more to see and hear over at GenXGrownUp.com. Sessions presents The Beach Boys. This fantastic Beach Boys collection is an incredible value for only $9.98. Stereo 8-track or cassette tape, only $10.98. Here's how to order now. 
To order COD, call 1-800-323-1660 or save the $3 COD charge by sending check or money order to Beach Boys. Post Office Box 5000, Department S, Chicago, Illinois. Unlike last time, I am totally happy where this next one hits. So, yep, me too. <laughs> at number four, <laughs> Top Gun 1986. I mean, nice. come on. Kenny, another Kenny Loggins. More Kenny Loggins, right? Uh, Mandatory. But had, I was like, he said, I think contractually he had to be in every yeah. movie. Yeah, oh, sure. Pretty much. <laughs> Here's how the points flew out. So John gave it a massive nine points. You're welcome. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I gave it five points. And George gave it more than begrudgingly one. He gave it three. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, John kept archering me to death on this damn argument the whole time. <laughs> right. I kept playing the Kenny Loggins Danger card. Zone. You have to. That's Danger what zone. Damn it. Oh, God. Once you have Kenny Loggins, you got to be on the list, right? I mean, that's pretty much a, <laughs> you have to be, right? But yeah, I mean, a lot of great songs came out of it. The songs put you into the mood of the movie really well, right? I mean, Kenny Loggins, you just picture jets flying. Oh, and, yeah. And even with the Top Gun, uh, the second movie, Maverick, coming out, the preview i know they start playing some of the music from the original top gun and it took me right it just there. snaps you back yep, yep. snap me back mm. yeah you know when i look at this soundtrack and i listen to it and i listened to it in the car the other day driving back from the theater and each song they're not all the same song mm -hmm. right you have these love ballads like heaven in your eyes and take my breath away and then you have like the driving songs like danger zone you talked about and all these songs that i can see again you've talked about already george connected to these scenes of the film you know, playing with the boys, which I think was from the volleyball scene, I believe, because mm -hmm. yep. I'm, I'm yeah. listening to it and I'm like, they're playing volleyball, right? That's got to be the volleyball <laughs> scene because it's connected. And more than just being great songs, it's that thing where it elevates the, the film and makes it more memorable. You listen to the soundtrack and you're right back in the theater and you're seeing it again. And again, kind of snap back to the 80s, feeling it again, the yeah. way you felt when you heard it and saw it. It's great. Yeah, it's, it's a tremendous film. It's definitely a really fun, upbeat soundtrack. And that's what yeah. you need. For that movie, right? I mean, you need the danger zone stuff in there. You need the playing with the boys. I completely understand why this is as high on the list as it is. I know I only gave it three points. You're about to find out why oh, I was only to able to, to give it three out. points. Right. You're about yeah. to find that out very shortly. I would have probably given this thing at least six or seven points had I not mm -hmm. had to do what I needed to do soon. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, and I know every time Danger Zone comes on the radio, my accelerator foot gets a little bit heavier. <laughs> it definitely, it's just, it's, I'm like, oh yeah, we're passing people, passing lane. <laughs> the cop pulls them over, John's like, yep. listen to the song. Like, hey, like, hey, oh, hey, Kenny Loggins, or like, Mulong, carry on, sir, right no problem. On, sir. Just a warning. He gets, I get it, I get it. Yeah, if he's Gen X. <laughs> Right, yeah. If he's millennial, he writes me a ticket. Yeah, exactly. All right, George, we are ready to find out where you loaded all those points. Let's talk about our number three on our list. Number three, 1986, one of my favorite sound, or actually, I'm going to just lay it out there. It is my favorite soundtrack of all time. I know that it can't be number one on any soundtrack list because the movie is not as recognizable as the ones that we're going to talk about later, but Color of Money is my hmm. jam. guy who grew up in pool halls and seedy bars and all that kind of stuff this is what was on every single jukebox of my youth 
My father owned a pool hall. We went to bars all the time because, you know, it was the 70s and that's what you did with your kid. Uh, (laughs) But I want to talk about the points. John, three points. Thank you very much for those three points. You're welcome. (laughs) argued and twisted and finally gave me a point so I could get this thing on the list. Yeah. (laughs) I gave this thing 18 points and I was trying to give it like 25 but I had to give some points away. You had away. way more points on it, right? We finally, yeah. you put <laughs> our movies on the list also, so we got you to pull a few off of it. Yeah, th- this was probably the most contentious one on the list, mm-hmm. not because we don't like the soundtrack, but I think yeah. you said it's not as iconic as the other 80s films. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a niche film, I think you could argue. Absolutely. It's a pool hall kind of playing yep. film. It's not the blockbuster, you know, kind of big opening weekend kind of film. It's more of a slow burn. And uh, Mo, I want to speak for you, but so like these others, I started listening to this one more and more. And I'm glad it made the list. And I even said in our debates that it deserves to be on the list on the merits of the lineage of the film, the artists on it, and your passion for it. But even after listening to it, I didn't find a lot of standalone songs for me that stood on their own. Outside of like Werewolves of London, fantastic song. Mm-hmm. Warren Zevon. Yeah. Yep. So John, yeah, I'm kind of with you on this. I mean, it was a good soundtrack. I'm, I'm not arguing mm-hmm. that, but I can think of a couple songs on it. The Eric Clapton song, you know, it's in the way that you use it. Awesome song. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really like this one, but you know, I just really love that song. But as far as an album, like, uh, I personally think this is very high on the list. It's, but... it's completely up to taste. And I'm not saying that you guys don't have taste, which you don't, but that's okay. That's, okay. that's, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, it's just, you're not wrong. I'm saying that it's subjective. <laughs> and oh, yeah. any of these music lists especially are likely going to have some subjectivity to them. This is a soundtrack that is geared toward a specific audience. If you were a bar person or a pool hall person or a blues fan, mm-hmm. this is your soundtrack. This is not the pop stuff. This is not hard rock. Fair. This is not heavy metal. None of that is going to appeal to you. And I get that a lot of these songs would not make the Hot 100 on Billboard right, or right. would not make the Top 40 pop charts. That's not what I'm arguing or debating about. I'm talking about if you want to feel like you're in a goddamn pool hall, (laughs) you're going to listen to Don Henley sings Who Owns This Place? Or you're going to listen to Willie Dixon saying Don't Tell Me Nothing. These blues songs are so beautifully put together. And I want to point out, Mo, you mentioned Eric Clapton. He's the one that chose most of the songs with Martin Scorsese to be in this film. You know, okay. Martin Scorsese hmm. is legendary for picking the songs in his head before he starts editing. He and Eric Clapton combined on this in order to come up with the songs in the film. I can to Doesn't this change day, my opinion, but okay. Well, <laughs> you can have your opinion and be wrong. That's fine. He's established we have no taste, Mo. It's okay. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but it's... For me, this is, of all the soundtracks we have on the list, this and one other one are the only two I go back to listen to just because. I don't care about watching the movie, but I'll go back and listen to this soundtrack. The soundtrack is stronger than the film for you, even. The film is great. I love The Hustler, the original, the precursor to this film. Color Money is a fun film. It's Tom Cruise and Paul Newman, neither at their best, but both very enjoyable. But the soundtrack in this, you hear Willie Dixon sing Don't Be Telling Me Nothing, that just hits me right in all three of my testicles. I'm telling you, this is a good damn (laughs) soundtrack. All right. I mean, like I said, I gave it a point because honestly, George, because you were so passionate about it, I said, okay, let's make sure he gets on the list. Right. Yep. Yep. It's fair. And I think he threatened not to be here if it didn't make the list. That might have come up in the conversation. 
did. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got to cave to the bully, of course. Why not? Absolutely. Right? Yep. Well, John, let's move on yeah. for number three. It's time to hit number two. I got a feeling you have a little bit of a connection to this soundtrack. <laughs> oh, yeah. This could have been my number one, but I acknowledge the number one probably is right, and this was okay at number two. This is the Blues Brothers soundtrack from oh, 1980. Yeah. Before I get into how important this is to me, <laughs> let me run through the points. So Mo gave this eight points. Thank you, Mo. Mm-hmm. I gave it 15 points. There's a lump of my points. George, one point. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it's, it's more than nothing. You got it there. It's actually something, right? <laughs> I had to, I, I was okay with this film being ahead of mine, but I did need to make sure that my film and my soundtrack made it into the top five. Yeah, and I really there. wanted to be in the yeah. top three. So I would have given Blues Brothers, truthfully, the soundtrack, I like it better than the movie. I'm not a big fan of the film, as you know. Okay, yeah. But the soundtrack, I probably would have given this eight points, just like Mo did, if I didn't have to spend all my points for Color of Mo. There was certainly some horse trading going on. Oh, sure. <laughs> We're talking about Jim Belushi and Dan Aykroyd. Mm-hmm. We did mm-hmm. a whole backtrack about the history of the Blues Brothers. And a huge part of that backtrack we did, what did we talk about? The Music. amazing musical acts mm-hmm. so they're integral to that film yeah. they are yeah i mean yeah. some of them are the blues brothers themselves which is this band of amazing musicians and those two actors but i mean we had aretha franklin right we had jailhouse rock we had the theme from rawhide it's a huge <laughs> talk about songs that mesh in with the film and bring you back to it uh, just uh, you hear think and you see the scene in the diner with aretha franklin oh yeah talking to murphy about don't go with these guys back on the road and it's just so powerful for me and uh, love the film love the soundtrack it's one of those like you said george i'll just listen to the soundtrack love the film i can enjoy them both equally on their own they don't require one another to be great on their own john i have a question so you've been providing us with these spotify lists we've talked about it many a times we're not sponsored by spotify no no not at all their lists seem to be bullshit so far but anyway (laughs) (laughs) there's a song that i particularly love from the blues Brothers. i didn't see it on the spotify list johnny lee hooker's boom boom oh yeah was it not on the soundtrack uh so it depends there are remixes and remasters and things like that it's another great song that if you have the, the day of mp3s you can absolutely put it on the soundtrack yourself it wasn't on the official soundtrack because i don't know if you know that johnny the hooker song almost didn't make the movie so what yeah it almost did not make the movie they wanted something else in there it was a good decision to put it in obviously yeah. but it didn't make the original soundtrack I, it does feel like an aside scene to the film yeah so i guess that kind of makes sense but an awesome one right yeah absolutely <laughs> mo you gave this film much more respect than george did wow. <laughs> with his one point but so <laughs> Why for you was this worth so many points in the vote? Well, one is, I mean, the movie itself. I mean, talk about a movie and music going hand in hand. That's this one. Mm -hmm. Probably more so than, except for maybe our number one. The music is definitely a big part of the whole film. And just the sheer talent of people on it. And the fact that I'm actually shocked that they really get these people on these, like, oh my God, they got Ray Charles and Aretha Franklin. I'm like, what the hell? (laughs) Um, But no, I mean, I just love the soundtrack and the movie. So I think it definitely deserves a place at second. I think that's a great spot for it. It's a solid number two. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love that it's at number two. I'm happy with that. No matter how excited I am about it at number two, though, the number one is still coming up. Plus our honorable mentions that didn't make the list, but we each uh, thought deserved a little shout out. (laughs) That and more right after the break. Stick around.
Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. If you're a diehard Gen X grown-up, you can pledge your support by clicking join on YouTube or by becoming a patron at genxgrownup.com slash Patreon. 16 candles. Oh, we gotta say goodbye. Hi. Maybe no one ever forgets prom night because of all the great memories. Well, Sessions brings back all those great memories with a new four-record album called Senior Prom. This incredible four-record and three-cassette treasury is yours for only $19.95. Two compact discs, only $24.95. Here's how to order. Credit card and COD customers call toll-free 1-800-628-1100 or save COD fees by sending $19.95 for four records or three cassettes or $24.95 for two compact discs, plus $3 shipping and handling to Senior Prom 18055 James Cousins, Department B, Detroit, Michigan. Sorry, no Canadian CODs. We are almost to the Gen X grown-up number one pick for 1980s movie soundtracks. Before we get to the number one pick, though, we also had an opportunity to choose (laughs) each of us an honorable mention, right? We did. We have movie soundtracks that we all liked, but they didn't get votes from all three people. Mm -hmm. So what we have always said is that if you really like a film, didn't get voted on by all three people... It needs to be an honorable mention, but I'm not going to give you an honorable mention just because you put one point. It has to be the one that you gave the most points to that was not also voted on by the other two members. Mm -hmm. So that's your honorable mention. Yep. John, I'm really happy for what your honorable mention is because I like this soundtrack too, or at least a couple of songs. From yeah. It. Yeah. That's fair. So mine, I waited, I, I got to put four or five points on it. I really wanted it to make the list. Uh, this is the 1982 soundtrack to Rocky three. Mm. <laughs> Now, listening back to this, again, I mentioned I re-listened to many of these soundtracks, all of them, in fact, to kind of make sure they're fresh in my mind what it is I love about them. The reality is you could argue that Rocky Three suffers from the same syndrome as the Back to the Future soundtrack. It has a couple of great hits on it and then a bunch of other stuff, you know, <laughs> but the couple of hits that are on it, and we're talking about Survivor's Eye of the Tiger, mm-hmm. right? That's the big song. That's the one. Yeah, that's that the huge one. Gonna, and then going to fly now. Right. Right. The yeah. Rocky kind of the big, big going to fly now. So, so just ingrained for me in the 80s. Uh, I like the Rocky films. I'm not a huge Rocky fan, but Rocky III was a great film uh, in its own right. The series is iconic in the 80s. And those couple of songs on this soundtrack stand out to me. And they're the kind of thing, again, you hear it anywhere and boom, I see Rocky. I see the ring. I see the fights. I see the blood, sweat, and tears of it. 
So that's what it jumped out at me as being something worthy of mention. Okay. You know, for me, John, there's one other song on the soundtrack that takes me back to the movie, and that's Take You Back by Frank Stallone. A lot of people f- keep forgetting mm-hmm. that yep. Sylvester Stallone has his brother in all the different films of the Rocky Eras, <laughs> and he does a lot of music and singing in those films. Mm-hmm. And Take You Back, for whatever reason, it just has this special place because they put it in the movie at a place where Rocky's kind of at his lowest, right? Mm-hmm. Mickey's dead. He's lost his belt. He's back in the old <laughs> neighborhood and the guys are on the corner. Take me back. Do, 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 do. Take you back. You know, <laughs> it's just a really iconic part of that film. And it's one of my favorite songs from that movie. It's a motivational soundtrack. You yeah. hear that music, even the songs that aren't hits that I talked about that mm-hmm. aren't like memorable necessarily. You're humming them. You listen to that and you're like, oh yeah, Rocky, you know, going to, claw back from the bottom and get back to the top. That's why I wanted Rocky three to be my honorable mention. George, what about you? What was your honorable mention that didn't make our top 10 list? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of shocked. It didn't like make a number 10 spot. I would have thought it would have been 10. I can see Mm. 11, but uh, Flash Gordon from 1980, the queen soundtrack. (laughs) They did the entire soundtrack. Everybody knows one song from the soundtrack. I contend that it's really just a one song soundtrack. Really, it's just, it's looped for an hour and a half throughout the whole film, it seems. But that's the Flash Gordon theme song with, ah, flavor of the universe, whatever, you know. But I love that. That's a very good rendition, George. Yeah, I love that soundtrack. Of course, that movie is so popcorn fair, 80s pop culture, whatever you want to term you want to assign to it. I just enjoy it. I enjoy that song. I enjoy that soundtrack. And, you know, I love the movie. So I said, let me give it a point so it makes honorable mention. Okay. Yeah, I think it's worthy to be here. Absolutely. It, it's another one. Like, iconic film, without yeah. a doubt. Cheesy, without a doubt. All <laughs> with a way cheesy. But, I mean, you got Birdman. you got Timothy Dalton fighting on the tilt. Yeah. you got the, the, <laughs> the, the rock with the month, Whatever. All this craziness. But you hear that theme from Queen. First, it sounds like Queen all the way through. Mm-hmm. And you just hear that, ah! And as, the, oh, you know, as you said, it transports you back. So I think it's a, it's a great follow-up pick. Yeah. All right. Well so John and I have both given our honorable mentions. Mo, yeah. what have you got right before we get to number one? Okay. So my honorable mention is, you know, it's one I think should have been on the list, but I'm okay. You know, I get it. It's the soundtrack <laughs> to Risky Business. Mo's got a lot of grief in this episode. I do, actually. <laughs> passive-aggressive shade he's throwing at John and I here. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely doing some passive-aggressive here. Risky Business, I mean, he had some like old time rock and roll, Bob Seger. Of course, everyone knows that whole scene, mm-hmm. you know, in the house. Hungry Heart, Bruce Springsteen, Talking Heads, Swamp. I mean, DMSR, Prince was on it. But the reason why I put this on the list specifically is because I actually liked the instrumentals on this song a lot by Tangerine Dream. You know, remember back oh, in the day? Oh, okay. So not so much the hits, more the, yeah. oh, the other stuff. Because okay. the other stuff, actually, I probably had in other albums already at that point. Mm. Right. Love on a Real Train, you know, Risky Bit. I mean, all that stuff is just, I really, really like instrumentals and those are some of my favorites. So that's why I'm like, okay, I didn't make the list, but I definitely made sure made my honorable mention. That's fair. Fair enough. All right, good. Uh, three decent picks, all respectable for our honorable mentions, but none of those made the top 10 list. Not at 10, 9, 8, all the way up. But we finally got to our number one pick. What we, as a group, have determined is the number one 80s movie soundtrack. George, would you like to do the honors, sir? I would be happy to because I'm going to go through the points first before I announce what the soundtrack <laughs> awesome. is. Oh, my goodness. Because 
there's going to be one person in particular out there in our listening audience who is absolutely going to love me more than they love John <laughs> after I give out these point totals. <laughs> I think they probably already love you more than me, so it's okay. I don't they know. might. <laughs> Mo gave this a very solid eight points, mm-hmm. not his top point getter, but very solid, respectable point total. I gave this just one point below my color of money. That shows you Mm. how much I think about this film and its soundtrack. I gave it 17 huge Gen X grown up points out of 60. John decided out of 60 (laughs) total possible points. It was really (laughs) worth one. Oh, Oh, I really George this one up. Didn't I? This is from 1984. (laughs) It's the top on almost every single list. I looked up in preparation for this podcast. Purple rain from the master himself. Prince. I would argue before we even get started that this is probably considered to be the greatest soundtrack of all time movie history. I I wouldn't argue against that one. Not a lot of debate there. There's not a lot of debate. No. Yep. I'll now allow time for John to explain himself to our <laughs> to defend himself. Nicknamed Patreon Marcus, who just recently started giving him more money, mm-hmm. and John <laughs> rewarded <laughs> him by disrespecting, disrespecting Purple Rain. <laughs> No, so so here's the thing. <laughs> I have no ill will against... Don't laugh at me. I have no ill will against Purple Rain. In reality, I'm not sure I've seen the whole film. It's not about the film. No, but again, again, right, right? So as a soundtrack, I think of Purple Rain as an amazing album. On its own, mm-hmm. I didn't connect it as being a soundtrack. That, that's no excuse. I'm not saying... That should reality make you is, give it more points than you it transcended guys, soundtrack status. You guys did all the heavy lifting. Look, George, if you had given more than one point to my other picks, I could have shared more to Purple Rain. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> uh, so, but seriously, in all seriousness, uh, listening to these soundtracks and in the last few days as I'm preparing for the podcast, holy shit, what a great soundtrack. Oh, yeah. I do feel a little bad about only putting one point on it. If I had put one point on it and it hadn't made number one, I'd be mad at myself. But the fact that it was at number one, it didn't need more of my points. It's just hit after hit. Yeah. Just like Prince at his, I mean, when Doug cry i would die for you yeah uh, let's go crazy holy crap it's just loaded with not just to mention it's fantastic. not just prince morris day in the time oh yeah oh my god mm. yeah were they so awesome on this soundtrack and in the movie that his character was so pivotal that film mm. but the songs that i'm sure prince wrote probably because prince wrote every goddamn hit song <laughs> hit for everybody five <laughs> on it seems yeah. like yeah i mean it, every single song in this one uh it just it brings you back to that film it brings you back to that history that time period in the 1980s dead in the middle of that right before we got into all that seattle grunge bullshit right it, <laughs> it was minnesota grunge <laughs> minnesota yeah i mean but still i mean the title alone purple rain and that you know the way they ended the film with him 
displaying that song that was written by the other band members, mm-hmm. supposedly in the context of the story. Oh, just just beautiful. Every part yeah. of it beautiful. Yeah. I mean, this one, I mean, I, I'm a huge Prince fan since, as a matter of fact, I think the first album I ever bought was a Prince album. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when the movie came out, bought the album first because the album actually came out for the movie. Went and saw the movie the first day it came out. Saw the concert, the Purple Rain concert. Got to see oh, that. Oh, yeah. Wow. wow. Awesome. Amazing. Sheila E. was the warm-up. Oh, <laughs> right. Sheila E. Right. When Sheila E. He's the warm-up. Yeah, what does that tell exactly. you about Prince, right? Apollonia 6. <laughs> but yeah, it's, as he said, this kind of like the Blues Brothers, the music was central to the movie. The music was the movie. Right. And so because of that, you know, I think that's why it kind of helped propel it. But also he said, John, like John was saying earlier, this is the music on this was incredible. So it's hit after hit after hit, you know, deservingly mm-hmm. so. So right. I'm very happy it made number one. And and in John's defense, he was doing some gamemanship here. That's why he uh, he was trying to make sure his stuff got on the list. George and is George, not you should not it. be shaking He's, your head about this because right. Mr. One Point on most of these things. Hey, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, he was he was it was already number one. He knew it was secure there, so he kind of used his points intelligently right. to get other stuff on the list. Strategy nah. was so, taking place. The only George's thing I think it. that we need to do before. Before we leave this podcast at this point is to allow time for John to apologize to Marcus and then we can move on. <laughs> I just, I owe no apology. Purple Rain is number one and I agree. We got okay, there collectively there go. as a group. So no apologies. I'll say my condolences if that bothered anyone, but no apologies <laughs> necessary. <laughs> just walk in the line. Sorry, not sorry. Right sorry, not sorry. It is. Uh, but yeah, just like our last top 10s, our recent ones, I am very happy and proud with the, the stack that we got, the order. I feel really good about them. I think we all got to a point with our deliberations, <laughs> which yeah. can be quite lively, as you mentioned, George. If you are a patron, we uh, we post that uh, debate after this podcast drops. You can go listen to that. If you're not already a member, you know, maybe consider checking it out because uh, it, was a, it was a lot. It was about 30 <laughs> minutes of debate. Not as bad as yeah. some of our debates, though. No, it was not as contentious. Not as bad That's as true. some. Not as Because contentious. I think some of them, we were like all in total agreement, like Prince. I mean, we were all in agreement on yeah. some of these things, yeah. right? Yeah, so, there were no fighting for number one. We were right, right. in there. And we had concessions. It was it was fairly civil, considering. Yeah. Considering. <laughs> oh, what a great list. And it's fun reminiscing through these albums. You know, before we leave, you know, I mentioned, you know, over on Patreon, I want to mention and thank Mike P, who just joined us. Uh, oh, and wow. he is from the UK. He oh, joined wow. us at what is the $3 level, but it's the two pounds, 50 pence level actually for him. <laughs> so he got a UK discount. Good for you. That's Mike right. He P. got the discount. Right. Yeah. When I saw two pounds, 50, I'm like, what is that? Like 80 bucks US? How, how deflated is our dollar? But no, he jumped in that $3 level. Uh, great guy. Uh, has a little back and forth and uh, he just loved what we do. And he said, we want to support it. So grateful for you to join us uh, with your financial commitment to us. Keeps gas in the tank, keeps us motivated. Uh, so grateful to you and everyone who supports us, whether it's over on Patreon or over on uh, YouTube. We sure appreciate it each and every dollar that you do keep us up and running that is going to wrap it up for this backtrack edition of the gen x grown-up podcast but don't worry we'll be back in two weeks with another backtrack and next week with a special edition rewind where we take a older backtrack and go back and relive it because mo is going to be out of the country on his vacation so he's not here to record so we definitely hope you will join us for both of those until then i am john george thank you so much for being here yes sir mo you know i appreciate you always fun man a fourth listener it's you though we all appreciate most of all and we will talk to you next time bye-bye see you guys take care everybody no life no fun don't you know that you're a grown-up jet x grown-up is a member of the evergreen podcast family learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com unacceptable for grown-ups your dinner cannot just be fun
French fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. Joining me as always is George. Hey, how's it going, guys? And jo- Mo is here. Hey, everybody. Jamo is here. I, I can't say your name. One more time. <laughs> Jamo. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Well, we got a blooper right out of the <laughs> gate. Fantastic. From soup to nuts, from nose to snout was uh, from nose to, <laughs> nose to snout. What is that? <laughs> That's not very far. That's not the same thing. <laughs> I was say. You've got questions. We've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.